like there, there has been a lot of noise around this. Um, mm-hmm. I think it forced the market to be more responsible uh, when it comes to um, like consent collection uh, regarding uh, data and this kind of thing, and the way you process the data, the way you transfer in between companies. Which welcome to the Programmatic Digest podcast, where we cover top programmatic and digital news. I'm your host, Ellen Parker, your very own programmatic sensei. Thank you for joining us. And before we get into today's conversation, please do me those three small favors. Follow us on Apple iTunes and leave us a review. Like and comment on social media. We are currently on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and very soon to be on YouTube, y'all. Yay! And finally, sign up to the newsletter on the website, programmaticdigest.com. It sends you one reminder every new episode or once a month as a recap. Hi, Arthur. How are you doing today? Hi, Ellen. I'm very good. Thank you. Welcome to what I call the Stuntless Corner, which is where we get to discuss topics about our fabulous industry. And today's episode, I'm particularly excited to chat with you because you have built quite a few startups in our programmatic and digital media realm, right? And, uh, but you're currently servicing European uh, market, correct? Correct. Cool. So before we get too much into it, how about you give us a quick introduction about who you are, what you do now, and maybe how you got to where you are? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'm Arthur Kiru. Um, I'm the CEO and found, co-founder of KMTX. Um, at KMTX, we're basically a tech, real ad tech company, and we're trying as much as possible to abstract uh, the complexity of programmatic through pretty cool tech and technology around automation, semantic um, data, um, and yeah, everything that can basically help campaign managers and media traders uh, to get better performance um, and do their work more easily than what they currently, <laughs> how they currently do it. Um, so in the in the past, uh, I founded indeed a, a couple of companies um, that, that I exited, um, and the last one was called Motion Lead. Um, we were actually the first French company to go through the Y Combinator in the US, um, and we were building a technology that allowed advertisers to create interactive and animated ads. Uh, on mobile, especially when HTML, HTML5 was not powerful enough to create some cool rich media ads. So you needed something like in the deeper level of the devices that mm-hmm. so you needed like tech to do, to do that. Now it's mm-hmm. less necessary. Um, and we got acquired by a company called Addictive um, that was uh, that is now a re-engagement, app re-engagement company. Um, oh. And they didn't have any like mobile offering or anything like that. And so they acquired us to uh, create that offer. And I'm there right now, and we're working on KMTX uh, with a mission of actually creating the ad platform of the open web. And maybe I'll be able to um, go deep, more deeply into that later. But I was just like super frustrated about like programmatic um, like state because I mean, as a teenager, young adult, like I always had like you know all these side projects, and I was running ads on Google Ads and Facebook Ads. And when I heard about the the like programmatic and open web um, market, I was like super excited and genuinely like I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to be able to do like some pretty cool stuff, yeah. like maybe even extract some data, um, like even build some algorithm, but at least like do something at 
as exciting and as cool as what you can do in Google and Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I was like super disappointed. Like, I, <laughs> why? I, I mean, come on, the, the user happened? experience is just so bad. Like, oh, okay. any, any DSP, any DSP on the market, just like so bad. Everything is so complex. And you know how ad tech is always making making everything more complex. Yeah, when we, we should love be everything more simple. Yeah, we yeah, be, and, but we we should make we it more it. simple for advertisers. Like that's that's nonsense. And and the way we are heading right now is like getting worse and worse. And that's kind of what we are fighting right now. Like it's it's not normal that as an advertiser, if you want to like advertise on like any website, like any like premium website, like the New York Times, you have to go through so many complex things when you just want to run an ad on the New York Times. Um, you don't need a DSP, a DMP, and that server, and that verification system. <laughs> you should not need all of that. Like, and and that's kind of like uh, my mission uh, and the mission that we have at EMT is making everything more simple and more efficient. Because guess who is simple and efficient? The World Gardens, and that's who we're going to fight. Gotcha. Okay, so you are creating a well. You've created a platform already. That allows yep. an advertiser or an agency, or used to, yep. or you're also working with, or an agency to very simplify the where they're buying media, and it's yeah, still exactly. considered programmatic media because you, they're utilizing that ad tech that you've now created. Indeed. So we we've gotcha. built not only a DSP. Uh, I don't like to call that a DSP. We gotcha. built okay. more of a full buying like ad buying stack, um, okay. Okay. and that allows indeed to like simply run ads. Um, run campaigns and deliver performance um, over programmatic holder, the, the open web and open art. Um, and agencies, mostly agencies, the advertisers, of course, but mm-hmm. uh, through the agencies are using us um, at the beginning, at the very beginning for pure performance campaign or lead in this kind of thing. And now we address kind of any problematic, whether it be like performance, of course, but uh, as well as branding as well, because like branding, when you think about it, mm-hmm. kind of a performance like mindset of way of buying. It's just like the KPIs are different. But if you want to conceal like viewability and brand uplift and uh, like brand safety and all these kind of thing at the reasonable cost, like it's a pretty complex equation. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So we have simplified things for um, for your clients. So that leads into a great, that's a great segue into what we're going to talk about today. I am located in the U.S., so I'm very familiar with the U.S. market, uh, North American market to be specific, which include Canada and Mexico and a few other countries, but not very familiar with the European market. So I was telling you before we started recording that that is a goal of mine, attracting but also interviewing um, guests that are outside of the U.S. borders that maybe are familiar with the U.S. market but are doing their thing in their own market. So you're killing the game in uh, the French and English market, right? Indeed. Okay. So talk to us about if you had to tell anyone, oh, here in the U.S., for instance, here in the U.S., we are, the big topic of conversation was Apple release of 14.5 iOS release. Another very hot topic, uh, not as sexy, is the cookie deprecation from Google. And then, of course, um, connected TV. Connected TV. Those three topics, I feel every time I go online, media posts, ad exchanger, any any type of news uh, 
resources in our industry. That's like every other article would hit those three, at least every other article. Now, there's a lot going on in our industry outside of those three. So can you recap in similar ways what's happening in like in your market? Again, which is France, uh, the UK, and actually you said European. Yeah, yeah right? we're starting to expand more and more in the okay. in, in Europe. So yeah, the the first thing to understand of like about the the, the European market mm-hmm. is like, for example, like if in the, in the US, like every state had like its own like specificity, and it's very <laughs> very high. It's highly fragmented. Uh-huh. So for example, you'll see that in Germany. Publishers are leading the market. They oh, are the market gotcha. makers. Um, oh. In in the in the UK, they're like very much turned toward um, self serve uh, offers. Obviously, they have kind of advanced on that. Uh, in more Latin countries, such as like um, Spain, Italy, and France, um, will be like there's still like a lot that's being done um, mm-hmm. to manage service because uh, the they the, we used to have strong networks um in 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 those countries and therefore networks have kind of a historical record of being high performance uh over like chromatic and these kind of things um so yeah it's highly fragmented and kind of every country has its own specificities i could definitely not talk like much into details about uh, the nordics for example but i know they are uh, as well highly specific so that kind of makes it hard to navigate uh, I would say if you are like more into that, and even if you are European, like as a French uh, as a French person, obviously mm-hmm. um, like the the like Germany can be uh, pretty pretty surprising because like you go there and thinking like oh my offer will like resonate with them, and you're like okay, so not at all because publishers <laughs> rule the game there. So got it. Like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> it's highly it's highly different. So each market has its own specificities, and you really have. Um, to understand them really well to succeed like globally in Europe. Um, the, regarding the topics that we're talking a lot about, um, obviously, like cookies and IDFAs are like a very, very hot topic. If you mm-hmm. ask me, it's like, especially the cookie one, um, it's a pretty boring subject because like <laughs> nobody, I mean, like nobody You're has kidding. much to bring on the table. Like every everybody is like starting to become some kind of like semantic genius, like mm-hmm. contextual genius, like yeah. out from nowhere. Um, and, and it's not very surprising because like targeting keywords, like sorry to say that, but just like super simple. What's super hard is like having keyword and semantic intelligence uh, to like do some good targetings. And uh, nobody's talking about that, by the way. Um, but yeah, and there are a lot of alternatives and, and it's always the same. Like it's the market, like trying to scare advertisers like with the with all these problems, but I mean it's very egocentric. Like advertisers shouldn't and don't have to care about that. Like that's your problem at tech. I don't want to hear about that. I just want performance as an advertiser, and we should not be like talking so much about this kind of thing. So you, is much more interesting. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say. Um, so, so it doesn't seem like. So you're saying it's a boring. <laughs> it's yeah. a boring topic. Okay. I can understand why it's a boring topic because again, everybody keeps talking about it. Um, here in the US, yeah, and there is nothing about, new on the table. Like there is yeah, nothing like, new on the table for two years. <laughs> we shouldn't have been using cookies like that in the first place, anyway. So now that we're we've we've had so much control, accidental control over that strategy, 
we're freaking out. Like some of the, and there is no alternative that's really actionable right now. Like they're promising stuff like IDs and even like block and the privacy inbox is interesting, fingerprinting, all this kind of thing. But like most mm-hmm. of it is like not usable right now. Like so, like everything is theory. Like we're just talking about stuff that might or might not happen, and and that's not like that's not helping anyone. Right. Uh, well, we have some initiatives like Qubit is coming up with. Yeah. The trade desk is working, was working on initiative um, with the unified ID 2.0. Yeah. Um, I don't know if the Washington Post is international. But again, like all of that is theory. It's still theory. Like yeah. a lot of things will come like and, and will definitely be usable. But like, mm-hmm. let's let's see. Uh, let's see it in action before like right. getting all freaky about it. That's why on my last episode, oh, well, one of the last episode, I don't know when. <laughs> so a couple episodes ago, I had a young lady, Rennie, and she works for Digitas North America. And she told us about a campaign she was testing and they were t- testing it with live, live ramp, uh, mm-hmm. identity links. And then they're still testing the third party cookie. And so they ran it first quarter. Now they're running it again, second quarter, April to, to June. Um, so she'll come back and, and let us know what happened. But as an initial, so her first initial insights were that it's working well enough at the time. And now they used what they, they used first quarter into second quarter, which is great. Like, this is how you're supposed to do. You learn from mm-hmm. your learnings of Q1, you implement in Q2. So we'll have her back and and I'm curious to know like your insight once once I get those insights. <laughs> yeah, um, but like I would I would really it's not still be a lot scared. of work. It's, it's still a, lot, it's of a work. lot of work. It's still a lot of work. It's our yeah. job to figure it out so that agencies and like brands, advertisers can focus on like their campaigns. Um, mm-hmm. but I would really not be worried. Like between like textual IDs, fingerprinting. Uh, privacy sandbox and like future solution that will come up, like we'll still be able to target maybe with less precision. But did we need like that granular precision? Like, I'm really not sure about that. Like, you mm-hmm. you might lose like 10, 15 like, percent of performance, but like in the end, that doesn't change anything. And you are still getting traffic, you'll still are getting sales. So, um, and you'll still be able to operate like smart uh, strategies for your campaign. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah. But we like to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, okay, and then CTV, CTV is kind of a is kind of a very special, yeah. um, very special thing, especially in France. Since like CTV is like really, really late compared to um, especially the UK or the US. Since like mm-hmm. legally, um, it made very slow to mm. progress uh, for a very, very long time. Actually, um, the, the the TV feed. Uh, and like linear TV had to be the same for everyone. Um, it was like a legal thing. Uh, and now like it's getting more and more flexible around that and things are popping up um, like um, like different like services uh, that you connect to TV and those kind of thing. But it's not yet like in people's mind and, 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 and the consumers still like turn on their, their TV and watch classic TV a lot. Um, so it's less less advanced than uh, in the US or in the UK. Gotcha, gotcha. So let's pivot a little bit because I do want to yeah. talk about GDPR before we close, right? 
So um, we we don't have the same laws and regulation here. That's yeah. why I think iOS 14 was just like a what? Um, but you, I consider the EU like the European Union. Yeah, I consider the EU. Sometimes like in French, we say you. <laughs> so I'll say that in a meeting and everybody's like, what is you? I'm like, oh, ESL moment, guys. English as a second language moment. Um, okay, so you guys have GDPR. It came out maybe two, three years ago. So can you tell us like how things are now that GDPR has been maybe tested or implemented, I would say, and from where it was maybe two years ago? Because we're late in the game. We have the California Act, but I don't think is is as um, maybe intense or as detailed as GDPR. Yeah. Um, so... At KMTX was very special because we mm. were in research and development phase when GDPR came out. So Ooh, okay. like we we never operated before um, GDPR. Interesting. All in all, it's been like there there has been a lot of noise around this. Um, mm -hmm. I think it forced the market to be more responsible uh, when it comes to um, like consent collection uh, regarding uh, data and this kind of thing and the way you process the data, the way you transfer in between companies, which in the end is a, is a pretty good thing. Um, like, to be honest, like it didn't change anything in terms of like the reach that we have. Yeah, it probably reduced a bit, but it's kind of the same story like over and over again with the cookies, like mm -hmm. with the disappearance of the cookies. Like, yeah, it changed things. It changed the way we work. It made us more responsible, but it didn't make us like less efficient uh, mm -hmm. and didn't make the market less efficient. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just like it probably makes it harder for like very small independent uh, tech companies to launch because like it's a kind of a heavy um, legal framework. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's, it didn't change like much, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So, um, okay, so <clears throat> what about... Um... What, what, it, what is strange, though, is um, that advertisers, uh, especially, are uh -huh. have less data to monitor, um, and therefore, like, the, the, the visit rates that can be measured uh, on, their, on their website is dropping quite a lot, uh, has dropped quite a lot uh, over the past few years because, like, the, the regulations evolved to make it more and more strict um and that i would say makes it harder for um like brands especially to like measure well um the mm -hmm. eri of their, yeah, of their campaigns even though even though they know that like they collect data and they get traffic but still the the the, the part that they can measure is like smaller so so it hasn't like refrained or stopped anybody from measuring any type of data it's just the reach may have reduced because now people are able to say no or yeah, yes. exa exactly but, but control how feel, their data is tracked yeah i mean like not as much as i personally would like because like it's still like kind of obscure and opaque for the end users um but like a lot of people were saying like gdpr is going to kill like data brokers or this kind of thing they're still there, like their, <laughs> their valuation fine. doubled, maybe more, uh, like everything's fine for them. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's why I said uh, every time a guest comes, I, I always say that, I mean, we really suck at being, we are really great at being early adopters. Um, but what we should be is proactive 
proactors. <laughs> we should be proactive about the situation, not just reactive. Um, mm. So I think that's what's happening with the cookie deprecation and even with like the California's um, regulation law. Um, I think the industry is just like, oh, it's coming, but yeah, it'll get there. <laughs> and and that's why now we're like, oh, shoot, Google is not even going <laughs> to provide a solution. They got us like in this sandbox. So I think it's really interesting. I've, I'm a pretty optimistic person. So I'm seeing the glass halfway full. Um, but it seems like it's not going to be that bad, especially with GDPR, for instance, for some of the privacy laws that are we're going through some states here are going um, or attacking some of the ad tech um, well, the wall garden like Google or Facebook. So I find it very interesting that these are coming up. Uh, but I think the market that you're operating in is very different, but I think it's advanced. Even if you just say, oh, CTV, we're not there yet. As a whole, as an industry, it definitely seems like that's almost like beyond certain problems. Like we are yeah, very it, focused on privacy here, but it's it's accidental, I feel. It's accidental <laughs> because somebody got mad and said, I don't want any more ads. But at, this, at the end of the day is that, okay, we're not going to track you as intensely as you want. We're going to give you your privacy. Now you have the, you have control over who, can measure or track your online behavior and who cannot. But you're going to start seeing some really ugly advertising. Like this, is, you know, I just heard on Clubhouse the other day, somebody said, I think it was Angelina from IV. She said she, she doesn't like when somebody says programmatic is, can give you personalized advertising because it's just creepy. It's creepy. Don't say that. But it should be relevant enough. So it should be re a relevant message. Um, and that's why that's what we do. That's what we try to do. Um, so I'm glad that GameTX is is killing the game and, and leading in terms of that. So is there anything you like um, before we move into the closing uh, segment? Is there anything you're you're thinking like any projection for the next maybe two years, five years? What are you saying? Yeah, definitely. Um I say that I would say the the one of the next like uh -huh. big earthquake uh, <laughs> in our industry after the the cookies and I would say identifiers uh, mm -hmm. and that new era era of identity um, online. I think the next the next chapter will be probably like antitrust actions uh, against the world garden. Like gotcha. it's okay. it's it's definitely coming. Like there are too many things that they are doing. Uh, they will. They were already like on the radar, and now like with what they are doing, like mm. come on, like that that can't stay uh, like for too long anymore, like that. So that will definitely be a, a shakeup, um, and and yeah, and I think I really think as well that the one of the 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 the, the big word that will be in, in in everyone's mouth will be simplification. That's why we're working on that. And I'm kind of like talking for us as well, but I really do believe that simplification uh, um, of the of the value chain of like the programmatic uh, ecosystem uh, will be a big thing. Like there are too many things that are like not normal, way too complex. Like everybody is getting excited about connected TV, yet there isn't a single platform that allows you to just target a TV show mm -hmm. and just do that. Like how comes, how comes is it? 
like so complex. Like it should not be like that complex. And many, many advertisers are getting frustrated by that, especially since they have tried to in-house mm. um, their, their programmatic operations. Yeah. Um, and, and everybody's forgetting about the brands of tomorrow, the D2C brand, like those kind of yeah, cool, I think that's new thing. startups. Yeah. Um, and, and these people, they were raised like because Google ads and Facebook ads, just as I was, and they will never use uh, like DSP, DMP, blah, blah, blah stack. Like they don't want that. They don't want to commit um, with like solutions. They don't get anything about like they just want something that works, simple to operate, and deliver delivers performance. And 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 I really think that's that's the 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 way the the market will have to take in. I would say yeah, the coming like three to five yeah. years. That's exciting. Um... Well, we have so much more questions about what you do, but let's go ahead and close. So my one last question, yep. um, it's more on a personal level. So tell us three fun things about yourself. Um, three fun things. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I got, um, I got a season disease when I was a teenager from Twitter um, to stop my spam bot network. Um, I was sending around like 200,000 uh, messages on Twitter. For what? So, what? What I was in high school. Um, oh, wow. Like it was, yeah, I was uh, like sending affiliate <laughs> links to everybody basically who would speak about just Bieber. So uh-huh. they gently asked me to stop. So I stopped. Uh, that was one. <laughs> um, so I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I had the most popular app in Singapore for some time, like nice. like five percent or something like that uh, of the population that um, of the population there that had the, the app. But I never went then at the time. Uh, <laughs> but now it's one of my favorite country, though. But yeah, at that time, I like, didn't know the country at all. Um, and the last one, um, out of randomness, I, I've always been a fan of rap music. Um, and out of randomness and random encounters, uh, I ended up in that like sphere uh, in in the French rap ecosystem, which is actually pretty fun. I made a lot of friends there. In the French, uh, which system? French rap ecosystem. Oh, rap. rap music. Okay, so you yeah, were music. Justin Bieber's. Um, well, I'm gonna say Loki first PR. <laughs> um. Most popular app in Singapore. Which app was that? Did you tell us the name of the app? Or it was called Meme Reader, which was basically uh, an infinite feed of funny images. <laughs> <laughs> now we have that in Facebook. <laughs> and um, and then the last one was uh, wannabe rapper. Those are really Not wannabe cool. rapper, but but like rap industry insider gotcha if you want to go this way i love it this is so much fun this is so cool okay well um thank you so much for joining us today i know you and i will be talking again we're going to do a french version of an episode similar episode so for our european and french listeners and speakers uh stay tuned because after is going to come back and we're going to kill the game again so thank you so much for um for stopping by. And if anyone wants to reach out to you, how should they do that? Author at kmtx.com. That's it. Author at (laughs) kmtx.com. Thank you everyone for listening and I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you. 
Thanks a lot. Thank you so much for joining the conversation and we hope you enjoyed it. Please do us three small favors. Follow us on Apple iTunes and leave us a review. Like and comment on all social media. Sign up to our newsletter on the website, programmaticdigest.com, which sends you one reminder every new episode or once a month as a recap. For any articles, topics, and the guest information, you can find it in the show notes on our website, programmaticdigest.com. Thank you and stay curious, my friend. 